Hello, everybody. Welcome to Therapy Dog Talk. My name is Sherry. My pup's names are Sunny and Riley. And each week we talk with different therapy dog teams and researchers around the world about the impact that they're making in their area. If you're just getting started or not sure where to get started, we have a free guide for you that you can find at freeguide.therapydogtalk.com. And we also have a community you can join at community.therapydogtalk.com. I'm really excited to share today's guest with you. We're going to be talking with Maggie and Remy about their adventures, both in professional work as well as volunteering. So looking forward to getting them in here. Hi. Hi. Would you like to introduce yeah. yourself in so your my name is Maggie Sontag. Uh, I am currently an occupational therapy student. I actually graduate this Saturday. And this is Remy. Hi, Remy. <laughs> uh, so she is the therapy dog that was a part of my project. She was a huge part of my project. Oh, very cool. How did um, you first find so out about therapy dogs? When I adopted Remy, I actually did not know anything about therapy dogs. It was never a part of the play. She was just so good with people. I'm trying to remember. I just ran into people volunteering or something. And so we started volunteering together just because she enjoys people so much. From day one, I kind of saw the benefit of therapy dogs with people. So I've always been trying to tie that into my schooling. It was really cool that at the end, I was able to do this project and see it in practice instead of just talking about it to the classmates and reading research and ideas. That's awesome. And that was your Treehouse yes. of Greater St. Louis project, right? I think when we first set this up, you were getting ready to like start integrating for there or something. So yeah, I actually found your podcast and reached out to you because I was, as a part of my capstone project, I also wanted to just hear other stories and find other podcasts and videos and resources just on the subject. That's kind of how I found your podcast. And I actually listened to the episode that was the other, I believe her degree was occupational science, but it was a similar area. Okay. Was that Jenny? Jenny and I Herbie? don't remember. Do you remember? It's okay. If you don't I know she's an occupational therapist, I know um, but I don't know that scene on school, the school setting and students with autism. Oh, that was Kristen. Kristen and Winston. Yes. Yes, that makes sense because we talked about occupational therapy and animal assisted therapy a lot. So she kind of inspired so. me to reach out to you because I've never been on a podcast. That's yeah. awesome. Well, you can't say that anymore because here you are. Very cool. So when you got Remy, you didn't know about therapy dogs. You weren't planning to integrate him into your work or her. I'm sorry. Then you found out about therapy dog work and you were already volunteering with her. Volunteering for therapy dogs. Okay. Very cool. And at a we variety started of places, right? Omaha. That's actually where my school is based. Started at a library okay. for kids, which is so interesting because when Remy was a puppy, she was actually kind of afraid around kids. And through some training now, she knows she can play with them and they're at her height and she's obsessed with kids. I love that. She's about 50 pounds. Cool. How big is she? Okay. She looks smaller for some reason. <laughs> so what did it take for you to be able to implement? Well, first I had to find a project. site that would allow a therapy dog on the premises. And that was really challenging. There are a lot of sites that have restrictions with animals. And then on top of that, so I started reaching out to equine centers or therapy barns because I kind of thought they have therapy horses on site and other animals. So maybe... That would work. Actually, a lot of therapy barns turned me down because 
of insurance reasons. They aren't allowed to have other animals on the premise with their horses according to their insurance policies. So Indian Treehouse, they were the first site that was like, yeah, we can do that. That's awesome. And you're like, phew, phone wouldn't need to look further. (laughs) When I signed up through them, I, I didn't know that this is where we would be in a few years. And so it worked out good that they have that extra liability policy for bringing your therapy dog into the work setting. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely a perk there for sure. A lot of people don't realize there's that extra step you have to do. I did not know. Part of my project too is I just felt like the whole process, there was a lot that I didn't know. And I really struggled to find more information on that work piece. So I did create like a Google site with a lot of references for people who are interested in, you know, bringing their therapy dog into work. That's I awesome. Do. I can share that. Do you have a link for that? Is it long or is it easy to say? I did real quick and, and maybe even post it. That's okay. You can send it to me afterwards and I'll just put it in the show notes for people. That's probably easier because if they click on it, they'll just get taken away from the page. So yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for collecting that for people. Yeah, like it's I said, really it was cool. a long journey for me to find all that information. And I just felt like when I first started, this would be really helpful for me. So that was kind of my thought behind that. Yeah. What were some of the more helpful well, references even that you found? Your therapy dogs. The pet partners website does have a lot of helpful information, even just from the terminology to the process and the insurance. So I did share some links from their site. On I did find in this project just a couple of different communities. I don't want to say this wrong. I A H I O. It's like the international. I, yeah, uh, and then also the animal assisted yeah. play therapy group definitely want to pursue mm-hmm. after I graduate mm-hmm. too. Again, just more educational resources that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in the process of going through the animals just to play therapy group as well. I really like it. Yeah. I'm very early. I haven't done any of their in-person trainings yet, but they're on. Yeah. I'm really excited really to explore that because even there's a free PowerPoint on their website, which I attached and there's just a lot of information okay. like how the animals should look during the sessions and the activities versus what they shouldn't look like. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to know because you see a lot of posts on Instagram where it's like, that dog is displaying like so many stress signals, (laughs) but you don't know if you don't know. So I don't fault them. And I do feel like the beginning process is because I didn't take like a dog training course. So I probably missed out on some of those educational pieces. And so through this process, I've more key important you know information like body language communication how to have your client greet the dog in the beginning of the sessions and different pieces that I didn't necessarily learn just through volunteering yeah yeah that's really important it's definitely a different layer of knowledge that you have to apply when you're bringing them into work with you how did Remy adjust I actually think she preferred it I made sure we did a lot of activities where she got treats. So she was always happy. The clients would come once a week for eight weeks and she would be waiting at the door for them. And after a couple of weeks, she knew who they were and she was excited to see that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So She's I was like, my friends are here. <laughs> than people she, even though she loves meeting people, new people all the time, I do feel like she got to know them. So that was interesting to see the difference. Yeah. What are your plans after graduation other than sleep? Because I'm sure that's <laughs> yeah. my priority. Actually, my plan is to continue working at Treehouse. So, okay. 
will definitely be the equine assisted therapy. They, I feel like, also enjoyed our program and they talked about it in their meetings how in the future there are some clients who sometimes get in on the horse isn't always the best fit. And so they've kind of talked about the possibility of Remy being kind of a backup for some of those instances. Yeah. At 50 pounds, she's just a small baby. And for some <laughs> clients who may be in a wheelchair, she's more at ground level. So for them, it's harder to reach yeah. up and look up to a horse who's very tall and very big. And it may even be more scary from that angle versus Remy, who can be right at lap level. Yeah, I think there's probably equal parts clients who would be more intimidated by yeah. horses or more intimidated by dogs. Yeah, it's kind of personal yeah. preference. Even some I'm of the volunteers, some people would be like, oh, yes, can we pet her? And some volunteers would, you know, take a step back. So again, that's another piece I have to be able to read the people that were passing, either the clients or the parents or the staff as well. Yeah, because you need their consent just like you need Remy's consent. So, yeah. And it's okay if someone doesn't want to say hi to her. That's awesome. Very cool. So will you continue on with some of the same clients that you have? Not necessarily. not necessarily. So how my project worked was they already received equine-assisted therapy. They would come to Treehouse once a week and receive their sessions while riding the horse. Then they volunteered to come a second time during the week to have OT sessions with me and Remy. It was a free service to them as well. Once the project was done, those sessions ended. I had a great time working with them and would love to do that, but I know it's going to be a process at Treehouse. First, I have to get started and start with the equine-assisted therapy sessions first. They have told me that I'll have to learn how to work with funders to implement sessions with the different therapy animals. Right now, the funders only will support sessions with a therapy horse. And so I think it will be a pretty long process before I'm able to work with Remy at Treehouse. Okay. Will you yeah. keep volunteering with her during this? Yes, time? I have volunteered. There's an event, Night to Shine, that took place. And so we had just mm-hmm. moved back to St. Louis for this project. And I had met some other volunteers there. And they were very nice and provided some suggestions for me to volunteer with Remy. That's great. How did you help your clients say goodbye to Remy? At the they were so sweet. I had a thank you card for them and I baked some muffin just to show my gratitude for them because I knew a lot of these clients were driving 30 minutes out of their way. So I really appreciated them going out of their way for me. But, you know, the clients just gave her extra cuddles. So I basically cut the session early and let them just give her pets on that website there's some pictures of her cuddling <laughs> with some of the clients one person said uh-huh. that even just looking at Remy was therapeutic for her sometimes during our sessions i love that did you find what a good amount of time for so we did i only had three sessions and they were from one to four they ended up four and that seems like a good time because it was only once a week. She really didn't seem tired afterwards, but I would have her go sit in her place while we would transition into a different room or a different activity. Some of the activities, she would just stay in her place the mm-hmm. whole time and we would just do like a catch back and forth or a stretch or something where she didn't have to be thinking and on. Have you heard of the Super Bowls activity? So I the found Super it Bowls and activity? it was originally a training game for reactive dogs. 
create in a colored bowl okay. and you create this pattern that helps them with consistency during a stressful activity. But I have thought that was a great activity okay. to work on different reaching skills or coordination or planning. So the client would put the treat in the bowl and then wait for Remy to make eye contact. And then they would give her the free command to get the treat out of the bowl. So we did a lot of activities like that where okay. Remy would, wouldn't have to do too much and she would get a treat at the end. Nice. Nice. How did you find interventions um, to use like that? Some I found just from the research articles that I read and just, you know, typical activities like grooming, catch, and different toys. Some I found from, like I said, just the dog training patterns. I think I was just scrolling Instagram and I saw someone doing that pattern and I was like, that would be perfect. I kind of adapted it, trying to think outside of the box. I know in OT sessions, a BOSU ball is used a lot. So I went out and I found a BOSU ball on Facebook Marketplace and change the activity or grade it based on the person's ability. So one person sitting at the edge of a mat because it would have been too challenging to stand and do it. And then another person would do the activity while standing on the BOSU ball. So it was kind of just taking activities I've seen in OT sessions and dog training and just trying to combine them. I love that. That was my favorite activity that I could win for the entire project. That's awesome. Is there a story that stands out to you either from volunteering or from your work together in OT of why you just really enjoy working? Well, one story does come to mind. One of the clients would have very tight muscles. So sometimes I would start out with just stretching him. They were laying on the mat and I was just stretching and Remy didn't have any cues at this point. She was just hanging out and she just jumped up on the mat and put her head right on his belly for and laid there the entire time I stretched. So in general, <laughs> and this is why we started volunteering. It's just Remy's instinct of just being able to tell when a person's stressed or just for the hyper rich, she'll just lay on them. Like whether it's their feet or their belly. I've seen oh, her do that. That's so sweet. <laughs> She's like, I'm helping. What do you and Remy do for self-care to recover um, from this? That's a great together? question. Sometimes it can be challenging. Like you said, doing a big project in an in-depth program, it can be easy to just want to lay around on your days off. I really make it a priority to hike any chance we can get. I also ride horses and she loves every time we go to the barn or just an open area where I can let her off leash and run around. That is our number one self-care activity. I love that. There's so many yes, beautiful we trails have been around St. Louis. St. Louis, <laughs> but there is a trail in Wildwood that is absolutely gorgeous. Like you wouldn't know you're near a city and it almost looks like, I think they're considered the bluffs, but they look like small mountains. Like you would think you're in Asheville. I love that. I'm in LA now, but we actually have a like in the middle of Beverly Hills that looks like <laughs> the Midwest when you're in it and you have no idea you're in the middle of Beverly. Someone wanted to meet me and I went there and I was like, how is this in Beverly? Yeah, it's weird when you're like, I, am I really in the Midwest or yeah. Beverly? Yeah, like the trees actually change colors there and everything. It's wild. I think when you enjoy hiking, you can find those little treasures no matter where you As long as you, you keep are. exploring. You'll never get stagnant in your trails. Sometimes just walking up and down the street or the neighborhood, it does get boring. So we're always exploring new trails. Yeah, definitely. When you pitched working with Remy at Treehouse, 
Was there anything you found helpful to do that? Or how did you really design that program? Yeah, that's a great question. I was definitely nervous to pitch just because I'd been rejected so many times and I knew how challenging it is to pitch a very unique project has a, a living being. I feel like that's the hardest part. At my school, we've been working on this project for almost two years now. So I reviewed the research articles that I had found and just being familiar in what I thought would be beneficial. And so after I had the meeting, the program director was like, you know, we all love dogs here. And that makes so much sense. That's great. That's awesome. Your story reminds me a little bit of Kenzie and Copa. I don't know if you listened to their episode, but she is an animal assisted social worker and implemented the program at her place for Copa to join her. But they also get their self-care and hiking. So their Instagram account is predominantly just like beautiful hiking. That sounds stuff. Awesome. I will <laughs> definitely have to look up her. Yeah. It's Copa Doodle. Copa Doodle. Yeah, I did find some games too from social workers. So I think that's kind of interesting that it doesn't just have to be occupational therapy when looking for different resources or communities for having a therapy dog in your practice. Yeah, a lot of those animal-assisted interventions can be easily translated to different professional practices, for sure. What's interesting, too, is how many of them are just creatively incorporating, like, enrichment activities for dogs, for bonding, like, hide the treat in this treat puzzle and see if the dog can find it. We did activities like that, too, and... So it may help someone in social work, like developing the bond with the client or in OT, we might be looking at the executive functioning skills in the activity. So it's kind of all what kind of lens you have, but the same activity. I think that's so neat. Yeah, definitely. It's why you really have to know not only animal assisted interventions, but also your field so that you can cross the. Yeah, Yeah, I love that. Well, Maggie, is there anything else that you wanted to share? I think it's really cool that you have this whole community. I know I've mentioned this a bunch of times throughout, but just during my journey, that is something that I really struggled to find was just the community and resources and other people on a similar path. Um, So I really appreciate that you invited me to talk on this podcast because I'm so excited. I really hope that I can help other professionals that want to do a similar thing. Yeah, I'm sure that you will. You know, that's kind of where this started from was me looking for people in my path. So I love that it just continues to help and your talk will help someone else in a way that hasn't been contributed to here before yet either. So thank you for being a part of the journey. It's really great to have you here. Awesome. And if people want to follow your journey with Remy, is it best for them to go to the Google site that you have? Or is there an Instagram account they should find you on? Or what's the best way? Where I post a lot of journeys with Remy. I haven't posted as much on our volunteering and work experience because that's been pretty much a personal account. And I've just kind of started on our career journey. So the Google site would definitely (laughs) be the best place to find more information on the project. Okay. And the account of Remy's Journeys, is that a public one? I was going to make it public, so I will change that after this. Well, you can let me know and I will add it to the show notes as well so that they can see all the cute adventures of Remy. No problem. Well, thank you so much, Maggie. It was really nice getting to know you. and Yes, thank you again for having me. Of course. Take care.